Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Durant hits Mo Brooks again. Also, Kay Ivey says no vaccine mandates in Alabama, and special session is underway. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You ain't kidding, sister. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist with APR. Welcome. Hi, guys. Yes. Josh, as they used to say in the Wild West, it was a hot time in the old town this week. Uh, <laughs> the legislature came in and and they've started uh, trying to figure out how to redistrict and make everybody mad or redistrict mm -hmm. and make only some people happy. Yeah. But before that, Governor Kay Ivey issued an executive order uh, against uh, jo President Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. Uh, the whole state, it seems, the Republican Party is up in arms saying, we don't want vaccine mandates. And it's really become the central issue. I've been talking to lawmakers over the last week and they, they say, we're hearing from our constituents that they really want this passed. I mean, nah. is it that big a deal? No, I mean, <coughs> you know, the, and, and here, one, one thing I would like to, I would also like to point out is, is it's not necessarily a vaccine mandate. Uh, you know, you have an option. Uh, you have actually three options there. You can, you can get the vaccine, you can get weekly tests, or you can quit your job. Um, and, and those were for the, you know, the employers uh, with the federal contracts. But, uh, you know, I, I don't, we, we have a, a pandemic <coughs> that has killed 700,000 Americans. Um, you know, we have a vaccine that is safe and effective and free um, that all but guarantees you're not going to die from this virus that we had to implement something to coerce people to get this is pretty pathetic in the first place. Uh, right. That we are now positioning ourselves in between the life-saving vaccine and people who have been politicized by a, a group of power-hungry morons it is pretty pathetic uh, to, a, to a level that I, I couldn't even imagine us reaching before now. And, I mean, suit... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's, it's I don't, there, there's, you know, it's, it's pathetic all the way around. And that's, I think the best way to put it. I mean, Governor Ivey came out and issued the executive order to try to avoid this kind of mayhem that people are trying to stir up at the state house. Mm -hmm. They want a law. And the truth is, Susan, is a law like that going to stand up in court? It will not stand up in court. Basically, if your company takes any federal money, whether it's a university, whether it's Austo, whether it's Boeing, the, the, the bottom line is you don't get that money anymore. The, it, it, and there's no state law, there's no executive order that could override that. It just, it's real simple. You don't, you don't do the mandate. You yeah. don't. 
and, and how many companies in Alabama are funded with federal funds? Well, I mean, if you look at just Alabama and Auburn, which have but, said they're instituting this, and, and I talked to a lawmaker who said, well, just refuse, just refuse. And I said, but that'd be $200 million annually that they would, approximately, that they would be throwing away, right? Yeah. And he said, well, it doesn't matter. Well, you, well, you, you want to see Alabama football? You want to see Auburn close its doors? I believe yeah, that, that person a is a, is a lawmaker had never had to balance a checkbook in his life. Yeah. Well, I'm just uh, saying. I mean, it's Listen, here's all people need to understand. The people that are clamoring for this, all right, all you need to understand to, is that if if federal law did not overrule state law in, in situations like this, we'd still have whites-only water fountains in this state. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and that's, you know, uh, that's just the, uh, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm so tired of dealing with people on this. I'm so sick of it. It, it, it. It's completely politicized and they're killing people every single day. They're killing people. Yeah. Well, one of the major things, Susan, is that, uh, they say that a lot of people are going to be fired. Well, the, the, the part of the vaccine mandate for companies the guidelines for that have not been spelled out. You know, private right. private businesses right. with they're 100 plus, yet. they're there. And and we've talked to business leaders, and it's been reported widely that uh, business leaders are on board with this mm. mandate. Yeah, they they really want it. They do, because they don't want to have to say to their employees, okay, I'm taking this stance. So they find relief in this mandate saying that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry. And, and, and this is so true with so many of our political leaders. Oh, they made me do it. They made me do it. I, you know, and that's, I think we're, business leaders are finding some comfort I mean, there are businesses, Josh, that have said, hey, can we hold off the mandate until after the holidays? I mean, especially among retail and people that are doing no. supply. No, I'm just we saying, cannot. They're yeah, asking no. for it. They're yeah, I, I, it. but no, that's that's one of the key reasons why we have it is is so right. we don't have this crisis after the holidays with everybody you know gathering for the holiday parties. That's one of the reasons we're, that we have this thing. We're all still taping from home, people, for yeah. a reason. It's been almost two years that we're you know taping from home. Well, but, because of COVID. but the reason CNN and MSNBC and Fox are not taping from home is because everybody there has to be vaccinated. Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, the Fo- Fox, Newsmax, all those people have a vaccine mandate before you can walk through the door. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, a, uh, Alabama, the voice of Alabama politics does not have a mandate, and we have some folks that don't we refuse to get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. So we're still at home. So we're still at home. There you go. But. This whole thing, Susan, is really seen through a part a party lens. I mean, if you yeah. look at the, the Democratic numbers, the independent numbers, and the Republican numbers, it, it tells the story. It does. I mean, there's there's so many, you know, so many more Democrats that are actually vaccinated than there are Republicans, uh, and there, you know, some independents I think are more vaccinated than Republicans as well. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day that says, "Well, I, I don't want that chip running through my veins." Jesus. <laughs> Please. Yeah, basically the numbers from Pew, uh, I think, no, it was uh, Gallup, 92% of Democrats are vaccinated, 68 independents, and 56 mm-hmm. Republicans. Yep. And talking about losing jobs, Josh, uh, the uh, Kaiser Family Foundation uh, did a poll, only 1% look to lose their jobs at this point, 1%, because yeah. they want to be stubborn. It just, it's so, 
You know, I talked to somebody not too long ago. He's a, a guy that, uh, that owns a landscaping company, and, and he was one of those, you know, I, I never get sick kind of guys. Uh, you know, and I, I know those f- folks well. I'm one of those people. But uh, he got coronavirus, and he said, I'll tell you right now, he said, they could stick me with anything they wanted to stick me with to keep me from having that thing again. I thought I was going to die. My family thought I was going to die. And uh, he said, you know, it's real, and, and I'm, I'm ashamed that I bought into the lies. There All right, was- we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I don't get to do that very often. No, you don't. We'll be right back. <laughs> You'll pay for it later. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but fortunately, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, Susan, uh, Rolling Stone uh, reported last week that uh, they, they had uh, information, solid information, that Mo Brooks and other U.S. congressmen and women had participated in planning the January 6th, what turned into a, a violent protest and insurrection, uh, failed insurrection, that Brooks was a part of that planning. Uh, when confronted with that, he said, well, if any, here's the, the basic statement, if any of my staff had helped in the planning, I would be proud of them. Uh, so Brooks denies that he had any, any part in there, uh-huh. but th- I think we're going to see that it, it's very possible Mr. Brooks was involved. She was involved. That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. If any of his staff had been involved, talk about passing the buck down the line. I mean, he's he's notorious for that to start with, and you you just watching his speech, you knew he was involved in the whole cotton picking thing. I mean, Josh, you've written about this. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. pretty serious. I don't know that there are any consequences for. Uh, Brooks, but it, it certainly looks like he's got some questions to answer. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I don't know if there's any consequences for anybody for doing anything anymore. Apparently, once you get no. elected to, uh, to office at a national level, you can just do whatever the hell you want to. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, um, yeah, you're right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm highly suspicious of, of Brooks' uh, excuse in this. Uh, and, you know, and, and the, mainly because of the way he's behaved with this. Uh, you know, he, he ran forever from the Swalwell lawsuit. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of speculations because he didn't want to have to turn over records uh, related to where, where he was and what he was doing in the days 
days leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the guy who was apparently the planner of the Stop the Steal uh, rally that took place that he spoke at, uh, uh, who said Mo Brooks was one of the guys that helped me plan this. You know, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. it's, it's, uh, I don't know why Mo Brooks would have been included by that guy. Uh, because he was bragging about it. It wasn't like Ali Alexander or whatever his name was, was, was turning state's evidence at that point and, and pointing fingers at people. He was bragging about what they had done uh, and was trying to give Mo Brooks credit for it. And I, I just, you know, and maybe when he said that, he meant it was Mo Brooks' staff that helped them and yeah. Mo Brooks himself yeah. didn't plan anything. But still, I, you know. I don't know. I, I, I don't believe that at all. I, I, I don't mean, I don't that. necessarily and believe he, it either. He, but, you know. he was all in until it became unpopular. Well, yeah. if it became unpopular, he he washed his hands of it, which is what he does. Well, I think he washed his hands when it became potentially illegal. Well, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, that, and yeah, there was a lot of that. You know, and he's changed his story so many times about you know what happened and what took place, and you know, to the point where he was actually blaming Trump in his response to the Swalwell lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. forcing him to get up on the stage and say those things, you know, it was just yeah. I saw crazy. I saw Trump actually dragging him. He had him by the arm and he was pulling him up on that stage. Well, right? remember, he wasn't. I mean. He wasn't concerned about any rioting or anything like that, but he wore a bulletproof vest. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget yeah. that part. Yeah. Hey, Mike Durant, uh, who's uh, running for U.S. Senate out of Huntsville, Huntsville businessman, uh, he is just, he's trying to beat Mo Brooks like a rented mule, Josh. I mean, this past week or so, he's, he's come out and accused Mo of flip-flopping on every issue and not supporting the military and all kinds of things. I mean, Durant is making some noise going after Brooks. Yeah, he's uh, he he's been very targeted uh, in what he says about him, and you know, and being from the Huntsville area, I assume he has some experience with Mo Brooks. Um, uh, you know, and so it, it's it's really been he's been very very pointed uh, in the things that he says about him, and and pointing out some of the things that you know I think a lot of people have trouble with, especially on the right. Uh, with with his record as a career politician, and uh, you know, and, and trying to play this outsider's game, even though he's been in Congress for forty years, and really he's just unpopular. It's not that he's an outsider, um, and and so yeah, I think that there's uh, Durant has pointed out a lot of things uh, very, in a very pointed way that yeah. uh, that some other people ha- have have landed on as well. Yeah, right, yeah. and he's not wrong. I mean, he doesn't support the military in Alabama. He doesn't support. Uh, even his own district with the Huntsville-Madison area and all of the technology that's going in there, he doesn't support any of that. Mm-hmm. At least he votes. I mean, he, he talks a big game, but he votes against them. Exactly. Votes against them all the time. I want to get to this. we got about two and a half minutes, and so we can take two hours to cover this <laughs> subject. Attorney General Steve Marshall, who also acts as the head of the Rule of Law Defense Fund, a dark money Uh, arm of the uh, uh, Republican Attorney General's Association. That group made robocalls on January 6th, telling people where to go for the rallies and various things like that. They promoted the rally that led to the Stop the Steal Mm -hmm. situation. And we have APR, Alabama Political Reporter, has requested records from the Attorney General's office of any emails, Josh, that he mm-hmm. might have sent during that period. They say they have no records of any emails between Marshall and the Rule of Law Defense Fund. Is that <laughs> believable? Oops. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I got to call a little BS there. Uh, I mean, first of all, there's emails going back and forth uh, to all the people in the groups, and we've, uh, they have found them in other states where they actually have decent open records laws. Um, and, and it's a real shame, I'll say, that we can't trust the attorney general of the state to follow the laws. And we can't. We cannot trust this attorney general to follow the laws. He's done it before in an open records case involving uh, Luther Strange and the, uh, uh, you know, and the uh, B- Birmingham Superfund site. Um, and so that you know, they denied, 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 denied that any records existed in that until, oh, lo and behold, in a, in a lawsuit, we figure out that there were. And they had them the whole time. Yeah. Um, and so this is the kind of untrustworthiness that has come from our AG's office. And this is the person that you've elected. And so if you're unhappy with that and you're unhappy with him uh, lying about things and unhappy with him not following the law, then you, I guess you're happy with him. But if you like the law, you know, maybe, maybe look at a different guy. Well, that Save America rally, uh, you know, Stop the Steal, whatever you want to call it, 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 he was the head of that organization. Yes, he was. It's hard mm-hmm. to believe. We've seen other emails, uh, unless there's some the, the, something we're missing, Susan. Uh, apparently, there's been some, some talk out there that what they were doing was using their private emails, which makes it even more nefarious, right? That, that, that they would know that this was so illegal, that this was so bad, that they had to use their own private emails. Well, it's certainly troubling. This. Hopefully, the uh, you know the January sixth commission will subpoena these records Ooh, so that we know so. for sure. All right, we're going to leave it right there. You're watching the be the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what four hundred thousand people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but fortunately, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. Welcome back to The B, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, this week, they started a special session to redraw the district maps for the U.S. Congress, uh, the U.S. Congress out of Alabama, also the State House for Senate and Representatives and the school board. Mm-hmm. It has, it did not go, it didn't start off, uh, let's say, there was not an august start to this process when they basically steamrolled Democrats. Yeah, that's what they do. You know, I mean, it's uh, uh, you know, you're you're in the uh, in the super minority, I guess would be the the best way to put it. And and you know, there were a lot of promises that were made uh, that were that didn't didn't seem to uh, come to fruition uh, when they actually started the process. And uh, it's a shame that even with a super majority, you believe you need to cheat to win. Uh, and that's what you're doing. You're stealing elections from people here. Uh, you know, when you, you pack uh, black voters into districts so you limit their influence in other districts, uh, you're, you're essentially, you know, stealing votes uh, from those folks. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I know some people, I know people in Montgomery with these lines that they've drawn. Uh, their friends on either side of the street are in different districts. 
Um, and, and so, you know, that, that sort of thing is, is wrong. I mean, you know, we, we've split Jefferson County, uh, into seven different, uh, districts. Uh, we split Tuscaloosa into three districts uh, in the Senate and two of the three don't live in Tuscaloosa, you know? So, I mean, it just, it's so, uh, you know, this is about, you know, you, you make the rules and I guess you can be as unfair as you want to. Well, the Supreme Court has ruled that partisan gerrymandering is not illegal. You can argue that it's immoral, but uh, yeah. not illegal. I think, yep. interestingly, I was looking back at this, and John Adams said, one of the founding fathers, not the beer guy, uh, said that, was that, Adams. that the, the, the district should be drawn as an exact portrait or a miniature of the whole. In other words, and that's why people want to keep the counties whole, because mm -hmm. people will generally live in places where they like the other people or are similar to the mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but they don't want to keep the counties whole because then that could mean giving up certain advantages. It could, because uh, like Etowah County, for instance, is pretty much Democrat, mm -hmm. but they, they divide it up. I mean, Jefferson County, look at Jefferson County. You've got you know, a minority majority in Jefferson County as well as in Montgomery. And that's why they split it up, so that they can try to m minimize those votes, so mm -hmm. that they can get their Repub keep their Republican supermajority. Well, yeah, I just well, think I mean, look, it's it, it's it, here. Here's the the bottom line: is in any statewide election, no matter what 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 it's for, there's roughly forty percent of the vote that's that's Democratic. Yeah, you know, it's a Democratic mm -hmm. forty percent or so. I mean, it, let's say it's thirty five percent. Well, tell me what what what's the percentage of one out of seven? It's not, not it's not 35 percent. No, 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 no. Well, and that's that's a that's a problem. I, I, I mean, for me, I think there should be a commission, a bipartisan commission yes. that draws the lines and then they make it fair. Look, I don't care whether it I, I just want it to be competitive. Yeah, I'm, not looking, yeah I'm the same way. I, I don't want it to be Democratic. I, I think that's just as unfair. I don't want, it I don't want Democrats to have an advantage. Phil, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. No. I want exactly what you said. I want a bipartisan commission set up in a manner that, that ensures that it's bipartisan and ensures that we get fair lines and competitive races. That's exactly. all I want is a competitive race. I don't care who wins. As Phil Rawls used to tell me, I'll remind me all the time, Democrats did the same thing when they were in majority but I'm with you, I'm with both of y'all. It needs to be competitive. It needs to be true until mm -hmm. itself. Well, one of the things I think people forget, and, and, and Democrats did draw the lines for years and years. Yeah. In 2000, the Democrats drew the lines that enabled the Republicans to win in 2010 with mm -hmm. a supermajority. Now, I think that's because, not because they didn't draw the lines to the Democrats' advantage. I think what mm -hmm. happened is races became nationalized yeah you know nobody worried that jim pruitt was a democrat nobody worried that right. so and so was a republican it was how good a job did they do for the district that's true so mm -hmm. but by 2010 it had begun so polarized that a, a person that had been a conservative democrat now was some kind of nancy pelosi democrat uh, that yeah. they painted as as just too far out for alabama and, yeah, and so we now we've we've gone too far the other way. Well, I mean, look, we, all of that is all of what you said is a huge problem. 
All right. I mean, the, the nationalization of politi- of local politics is a huge problem because it then allows people to get away with all sorts of crap that they shouldn't get away with, as we've seen. Uh, you yeah. know, we've, we've elected, ask anybody who's really honest, who's been around the state house for a long time, who, who a lobbyist, an old school lobbyist, a smart person that you know that's been around it for a long time, and they will tell you these are some of the dumbest legislative sessions that they've ever sat through. Uh, the, the people are so misinformed. They're so ignorant of basic issues and how they work and how, how the state government is supposed to operate that it's embarrassing to them. Uh, we've had lobbyists that we know have quit because they just can't deal with them anymore. Yeah. And that's yeah. the, the cost of what's happened right here is, is creating these, uncomp- these non-competitive districts and allowing people to sneak through the back door that have no business being in office. Exactly. Yep. That's right. Well, one of the other things, and I want to get on this real briefly, in the call is only uh, the the redistricting, but also $80 million mm-hmm. in funds for hospitals and nursing homes. I want to move to something very important, Josh, that you wrote about this week. Uh, Claudette Colvin mm-hmm. uh, gave up her seat on a Montgomery bus, was forced to give up her seat on a Montgomery bus. In handcuffs. In 1955. <laughs> Nine months before Rosa Parks, she is now 82 years old and looking to have her record expunged. But Josh, uh, give us a brief overview of this heroic woman. Yeah, she was. She was uh, 15 years old, um, and uh, and she said shortly after that that she felt like uh, she just wasn't going to do it anymore. Uh, she had heard uh, the words of uh, of so many of the uh, pioneers, civil rights pioneers that, uh, mm-hmm. that had been talking at that point, and she just felt like she wasn't going to get up uh, because she was within the law uh, to stay where she was. Uh, same for Rosa Parks. They were within the law. They were not breaking the law. Uh, the people, the bus driver and the cops, they were the ones breaking the law. And so she was charged with, uh, assaulting an officer, which apparently mm-hmm. that's what happened to all, to all black people at that point. Uh, you know, if, if you resisted or disagreed with being arrested, you got charged with that. And so that, that charge stuck, uh, with her, uh, because they, they put her on indefinite probation. Uh, and apparently indefinite probation lasts like 65 years. Uh, and so uh, she is asking to have her record expunged, and I think that's going to take place. Steve, uh, Mayor Stephen Reed, uh, Philip Insler, who's her attorney now, uh, Fred Gray was her attorney back then, and she yeah. was part of the Browder uh, v. Gale uh, lawsuit that took place that desegregated the buses in Montgomery. And uh, you know, and I hope that that takes place. Uh, Daryl Bailey, also the district attorney in Montgomery County, wrote a nice letter uh, recommending that that record be expunged as well. All right. We're going to have to leave it right there. We salute Mrs. Colvin for her patriotism and work. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.